What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. A radiophonic novella, Locatora Radio, hosted by Mala Munoz and Diosa Fem. Hola, hola, locamores. Welcome to season four of Locatora Radio, Por Casteras Peligrosas, Wanted for Crimes Against the Patriarchy. We interrupt our regularly scheduled programming to bring you Quarantine Confidential, a special pandemic broadcast about our experiences with quarantine and COVID-19. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. Our intention behind this mini-series is to archive our experiences during this global coronavirus pandemic. Thank you for joining us on this journey. In this special edition of Locatora Radio, Quarantine Confidential, we have been bringing you a variety of, you know, like uh, pandemic-related episodes. We've done interviews last time on Quarantine Confidential we interviewed Melina Bobadilla about her new film for Rosa, about the Madrigal 10. If you haven't tuned in, um, you can tune in across listening platforms. Thank you so much to Melina for coming on the pod. Um, yeah, we have a lot to cover today. We have even more content to bring you. But first, some announcements. Yes. So we just want to remind everyone to subscribe to our newsletter, Besitos. It's where you get all of our newest updates. And we're continuing to grow that out. And eventually, you will be the first to know about webinars, 
episodes, merch, and a whole bunch of other things that we have in store for y'all. So head over to locatoraradio.com to subscribe to our newsletter, or you can hit the link in our bio on our Instagram. We also um, are very excited to share that we now have ads on Locatora. It's exciting for us because it's something we've been working towards for the past four years. As indie podcasters, really the main way to monetize a podcast is by selling ad space on the audio. And so that's what we're doing now. So we really want to thank you all for supporting us through this journey and being here with us. But if you don't necessarily want to hear the ads, you can always become a patron. And if you hit up our Patreon, you can check out the different tiers and incentives. One of the tiers, one of the incentives is ad-free listening. So if you prefer like old school locatora without ads, hit up our Patreon. Yes, become a member. And thank you to all existing patrons. We love y'all. We have some really cool stuff in store for y'all a tentative screening and happy hours and other things that we have in the works. So if that interests you as well, in addition to the ad-free listening, head on over to uh, patreon.com slash locatora underscore radio. And also a big update. So we have been on the search for our new audio editor. It's something that has been in the works for a while and we finally just decided to do it. And so we put out a a call for folks to submit their resumes and their audio samples. And we received an overwhelming amount of resumes and samples, which is amazing. There was a bigger reach this time. We had about 50 people apply. And so we are currently in the process of reading everyone's resumes and going through all that. And so we will hopefully have someone, a new audio editor joining our team in the next week, perhaps week and a half, but you will have an update from us shortly. And in addition, better audio quality. Yeah. I mean, we had a review on Apple podcasts that we really appreciate and love and cherish, but it was also hilarious to read this review where a listener said, just point blank, uh, you know, great content. The sound quality is terrible. Even when they were in a studio and (laughs) I honestly love that comment because it's like true, (laughs) but we have good reasons. Yeah, yeah. this is what we say. Listen, we record out of a community radio station, which means it's free. And it also happens to be located right next to Mariachi Plaza, meaning there were literally mariachis going by with trumpets at any given time. And we love it. It's a part of the character. We respect the Boyle Heights community. We have so much love for the Boyle Heights community. Uh, but, you know, it's a community radio station. So, And we're really grateful and thankful to Myra and Nico of Espacio 1839 for uh, giving us the space and the time to record there. Uh, But that is why, you know, the audio can be reflective of our surrounding and our environment, even when we're in the studio. The environmental sounds are an artistic choice, okay? (laughs) They're an artistic choice, (laughs) except except the ambient noise. And let me tell you something, there are entire studios and producers who try and insert those ambient environmental noises into their podcast tracks anyways. So it comes with the territory. This is true. The end. (laughs) And as Loba pointed out, (laughs) this shit is still free unless you're a patron. 
then maybe we right. are, we're more open to the feedback if you're a patron. But otherwise, in the words of Loba, this shit is free. Yes. Chicano Eats also said the same thing to me. He said, wow, people really love to complain about free content. And right. yes, this is true. We, we do love the constructive criticism. You know, we have been, aside from the quality, it's also the time. And so the time that it takes to edit the podcast can be spent elsewhere, mm-hmm. dedicated to Look at Locatora Radio. So that was another reason that we wanted to hire out, hire an audio editor so that we can not be spread as thin. Uh, and yeah, so we will have a new team member joining Locatora Radio, and we're really excited about that. Super excited. Thank you to everyone who has submitted an application and sent in your resumes. Um, Yeah. In other news. Yeah. And so also in other news, also a reminder that we still are doing our semi-weekly, no, it is weekly, a weekly IG live called Oye Locas, where it's a podcast podcast segment, as most of y'all probably know, and we answer listener questions and we're doing that on our IG live and that's every Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can always email us if you have Oye Locas questions, DM us. We tend to put up like a poll or something on um, our stories on Instagram. So if you want, if you have a question, you can also just show up for the IG Live and submit in real time. If you want, if you want to hear your question answered out loud on um, our Instagram Live. And we had like some exciting happenings like today. Our listeners are always like alerting us to things when we're in the news and shit. And so there's like, tell them, tell them, tell them where we we showed up in print. Yeah, in print. Okay, so we received a DM, uh, a couple DMs, two DMs from two different listeners and they're post their pictures of Cosmo, Cosmopolitan magazine, and it shows Locatora was included in a list. A yep. listicle. This is included in Cosmopolitan's uh it's called Joggist. And so I guess it's their like in-between edition that they do between July and August. And Kiki Palmer's on the cover, which is super cute. And uh, the article is called 10 Podcasts to Help You Become a Better Ally or Make You Feel Seen. And Locatora Radio is included in it. And it says, Locatora Radio in this radiophonic novella, a.k.a. the cutest thing to call a podcast. Mala Munoz and Dios FM talk feminism, sexual wellness, and culture through a Latinx lens. And, you know, the other podcasts that are on there are exceptionally, you know, great podcasts like Coach Rich, The New York Times 1619, Nicole Byers' Why Won't You Date Me, The Always Is Racist. Like, we're in great company. And, uh, well, I have yet to be able – yeah, I have yet to find the magazine. Apparently, nobody sells magazines anymore. None of the stores do. And so I've been on the hunt for it to get Mala and I a copy. So check it out. Kiki Palmer's on the cover. We're in it, in print. It's super exciting. Yeah, and I'm, like, trying to find the, like, digital version. But if it's in print, does it not exist online? Like, it's one or the other. It doesn't exist in both places. Well, when I was looking on Cosmo, they have a paywall. And so some of their stuff is free Uh, and some of their content, you need 
to like unlock it by paying it. And so, wow. I mean, we should just pay it and see if maybe it's on there. <laughs> yeah. Look, amores, if any of you come across this issue of Cosmo, can you like send it to us? Can you DM us and let us know if you acquire a copy? Can you get four copies so we can give some to our parents? Thanks. Yeah. They want a copy. Yeah, I'm still on the hunt. I'm going to look tomorrow. If not, I will try and order it online. The only thing about ordering magazines online is that they try and get you to buy for the year. And so I'm like, Uh, I just want four copies of one of the same issue. (laughs) Yeah, it's a very straightforward request. I think it's very reasonable. Right. Uh, And so so we will let you know when we find it. And thanks to the listener who, like, alerted us. Yeah, we had two listeners DM us on the Locatora page, and they posted about it. And so that was exciting. Very exciting. Welcome back. Before we bring on our guest, we want to introduce her and let our listeners know a little bit more about her. She is Brianna Ross, a fierce advocate who works at the intersection of voter access, racial justice, and reproductive rights. She got her start organizing at the University of California, Riverside, but now serves as a regional campaigns director with Planned Parenthood, Federation of America, Planned Parenthood Action Fund. She now resides in Washington, but Brianna is originally from California and loves shopping, traveling, reading, and attending concerts in her free time. Brianna, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks so much for having me on. Um, I've been a a fan of the podcast for a while, so it's great to see things come full circle. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I'm so excited that we get to have you on. And where are you calling in from today I know that you're based in DC but talk to us about where you where you are what you're doing all of that yes okay so you know I'm based in DC um in the average day but I'm spending this part of quarantine with my family in Southern California I'm a California native um but I've been in DC for the past five years very cool And what was the the travel journey like for you? Ooh. (laughs) So it's been been a journey. Um, So I've been quarantining for the past three and a half months, pretty strictly, you know, not going out, all of that, social distancing. Um, So going from not really being around people to being around more people than I had been in months was definitely something um, had on the mask. I was that woman on the flight that had her Clorox wipes ready to go. Um, and you know, I've been self-quarantining since I've gotten here. 
you're very brave <laughs> for traveling, for having traveled um, in the midst of all this, honestly. And I'm really curious, too, about how your work has been impacted. You're the regional campaigns director with the Planned Parenthood Federation of America. And with everything that's going on, Planned Parenthood provides really essential medical services. So I'd love to hear about how the context that we're living in has impacted your particular work. Yeah, I'm so glad that you asked that. So for my job, I travel the majority of the time. I'm usually on the road at least 50% of the month. Um, so going from being on the road most of the time to going to nesting was definitely difficult. Um, as someone who's an organizer as well, a lot of our work is just based in being in person and getting to have human contact. So going from, you know, traveling and getting to have conversations and build relationships in person was definitely, you know, difficult as someone who leans on that, not just personally, but, you know, for, you know, for work. But as far as, um, you know, us providing health care, we've definitely had to take more precautions and making sure our folks have, you know, the protective gear, they need to do their work, and then also leaning more on technology so folks can um, get access to health care through telehealth. Are there particular trends um, that you're hearing about or that you're seeing on your end working with Planned Parenthood in your capacity? Maybe things that are going on um, in, in our different communities that we haven't heard as much about in the news, um, reported journalism about COVID? Yes. Um, so I think just one thing to kind of level set is, I think, one, we're in the mid- middle of a public health crisis in multiple fronts, whether we're talking about COVID-19 or racism. And I think one of the things that's just now starting to be talked about more than it was is how racism is a public health crisis and really how we're at a moment of reckoning with COVID-19. And I think in particular, thinking about Black and Latinx communities are being, you know, our health being ravaged and our economic well-being by COVID-19, given, you know, a lot of us are essential workers and just thinking through, you know, the impact of economic inequality and structural racism. So that's something that I haven't seen being talked about a lot. Um, And I think a lot of people, when they think about access to healthcare, just think about having access and being able to go to the doctor. Uh, But it's so much more than that. It's having the ability to make a fair wage. It's having the ability to access food and stable housing. And all these things, um, you know, contribute to our health and our well-being. Okay, so thank you for saying that, Brianna. I wanted to ask you, because I've seen on my end, you know, my office where I work is located near Planned Parenthood. And still, even in the midst of a pandemic, I see people protesting at the Planned Parenthood sites. And of course, without masks, and of course, harassing folks that are just trying to access care, access health care. Since we're talking about systemic racism and how uh, we're in the midst of two public health crises, crises, we see people focus on Planned Parenthood as giving abortion services. But can you talk about the other services and how that's so important to reproductive health and reproductive health, reproductive justice and access? One thing... Um... Planned Parenthood, we are a a proud abortion provider. I think a lot of folks consider um, abortion a dirty word, but it's not. There's no such thing as good or bad abortions. So I want to say that we are are proud to provide abortion services. Um, But we also do provide STI and STD testing. 
birth control, cancer screenings, and gender-affirming care. Um, and there's a wide range of other services um, that folks can find at PlannedParenthood.org. Uh, I think in particular in this moment, as a lot of folks, you know, uh, you know, need essential care during this moment, you know, they still need to go to Planned Parenthood. I think one of the things that's important to note is regardless of a public health crisis, people still have sex, people still need condoms, people still need lube, people still need abortions, and they still need access to contraceptive care. So we have really been committed to providing that care no matter what, particularly if we're we're able to put people in a lower risk environment than going to an emergency room, it's important that we're able to kind of, you know, be that line of defense um, and be able to support the public health system as well. All right, Locamores, we want to introduce you to a new project by LAist Studios. When you think of LA, you think of sun, surf, the beaches, you think of Hollywood, but as a true Angelino, I know, and we all know, that there is more to Los Angeles than all of that. L.A. is more than skin deep. Here's your chance to get a real glimpse of L.A. life. New York Times journalist and writer Walter Thompson Hernandez brings a brand new show about L.A. that marked Walter and marked the culture through a journey from the 90s to present day L.A., I listened to the first episode, the Scared Straight episode, where Walter talks about, you know, growing up a young person in L.A. and sort of clashing with institutionalized racism and our criminal justice system and also being a writer, um, a tagger, a graffiti writer. And I really loved the sort of like L.A. soundscape that this show has brought to life. So stay tuned after this episode of Locatora Radio for an exclusive California Love trailer. California Love is a new audio memoir. It's all about L.A. It's been available as of July 9th. You can download California Love at LAist.com slash California Love or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's L-A-I-S-T dot com slash California Love. Now, a lot of conversation has uh, been made much more national and mainstream and public, especially around the issue of Black maternal health and infant mortality rates um, for Black mothers. We're also seeing that people of color are disproportionately affected by COVID-19. And so, you know, people are continuing to um, have children or want to have children and just live lives in addition to surviving the pandemic. So I'm curious for you how the specific health needs of Black women are being talked about at Planned Parenthood. Um, So just thinking about Black maternal health um, in particular, Black mothers are disproportionately impacted by having unfavorable outcomes in our healthcare system. And it's not just when it comes to pregnancy, but it's also, you know, labor and delivery and motherhood. And this really comes from structural racism. Um, and really permeates barriers of um, whether you are someone who has a lot of money or who doesn't. I mean, I know a lot of folks may be familiar with Serena Williams sharing her story around Black maternal health and doctors not taking her pain seriously. Um, And I think that's something that, as an organization, we're doing a lot of internal reflection about how do we address implicit bias within the healthcare system um, and make sure folks are getting the care that they deserve. When we're talking about you know, pregnancy-related death, particularly for Black women, it's three times that of white women, um, which just really shows that the healthcare system is racist. Um, and when we think about, you know, women of color at large, 
you know, we're more at risk um, due to having, I think, thinking about having less access to health care, maybe not having um, jobs that don't provide family leave or health insurance. Um, and a lot of us are essential workers. And if we're not having the access to health care that we need, you know, we're more likely to pre- forego prenatal care, which allows for more maternal outcomes. And the last thing I say, I'll say, kind of connecting things back to COVID-19, is that a lot of the progress that we have made around maternal health outcomes have been backtracked just because, you know, social distancing guidance has required loved ones, particularly partners and doulas, that typically serve as, you know, advocates and protection um, for black and brown mothers, you know, and they're not able to be in that space. So if anything, COVID-19 has really exposed the cracks in the healthcare system. Yeah, absolutely. I think since we've started this mini series on Locatora called Quarantine Confidential, we have been talking about uh, at large how COVID has just really displayed all of the uh, cracks in our system at like every single level. Like no industry is able to separate themselves from COVID and also no industry is able to separate themselves from systemic racism. We've seen the reckoning happen at all levels, all like nationwide, you know? And so it's a really interesting time to say the least. Um, I wanted to ask you, because since we're talking about reckoning, I saw, I've been seeing these tweets of folks talking about defunding Planned Parenthood, right? And also uh, tearing tearing down the buildings because we're tearing down racist monuments, right? And so there, there are two are being equated. And of course, as someone that supports Planned Parenthood, it kind of made me raise my eyebrow, like, what is what is going on and why are we equating the two? And so I wanted to hear your perspective on that, because I know we talked about it a little bit, you and I. So what are your thoughts when you hear folks equate the two? Yeah, I'm glad that you shed a light on that, because, you know, I think Twitter, as of late, has been such a big part of a conversation since folks aren't seeing each other in person. But I think just kind of doubling back, you know, we're going through a reckoning um, as a nation, and that does not by any means exclude Planned Parenthood. Um, we're really in a place where we're examining how white supremacy is showing up, not just now, but in our past, Um, and really addressing how we're correcting implicit bias within our organization and how we're um, improving our delivery of healthcare um, and education for all people. And I know in this particular moment, we're really committed to making space um, and following the lead of Black organizations, particularly reproductive justice organizations, who are really leading this fight. And I think historically, if we're thinking about racism and violence as it relates to sexual and reproductive health care, we need to start all the way back to the beginning of gynecology, where experiments were done on black bodies based on claims that black women experience less pain. Um, we also need to talk about, you know, how birth control was tested on low-income women, um, particularly Puerto Rican women, without their consent. Um, And this really impacts, you know, a lot of folks' perspectives and thoughts around, you know, how the healthcare system is is built on racism. So I think the one thing I'll say is that Planned Parenthood is steep with our own structural racism and white supremacy. And it spills out in different ways that we have to acknowledge this publicly. And we have a commitment to do better um, and to stand with black women. So I think that's the best way that I can um, kind of address what what you're talking about. Thank you for answering my question, uh, because 
we see, you know, as folks that talk as podcasters that talk about sexuality and sexual wellness, we do see the reproductive justice movement being very uh, white and very, um, for lack of a better phrase, like pussy power oriented. And, you know, and that's definitely something that we want to push back on because reproductive justice is more than just abortions, which is so important that folks that for anyone with a uterus has access to, um, but also what else is reproductive justice? What else can it look like? You know, what else, how else can we imagine reproductive justice, right? It's immigrant rights. It's also housing and safety. And there's so many different facets and angles that we can look at what reproductive justice means. So thank you for giving some historical context to uh, birth control. And, you know, in a previous episode, we talked about forced sterilizations of women in Los Angeles, of women of color in Los Angeles. So it's definitely full circle for us and really important to us as podcasters to share the platform and, and talk about the different facets of reproductive justice. Yeah, I I totally agree. I think just one thing to note too is that we are learning. We are in a space of learning as Planned Parenthood. I think the work that we do, I think particularly through the Federation is, is very centered on healthcare, education, and direct services. Um, through our advocacy arm or Planned Parenthood Action Fund, we do a lot of work around advocacy, around reproductive rights to make sure folks have the ability to access care. Um, but I think we can all agree that rights and services are meaningless um, if you aren't able to gain access to them. And I think this is really a place where we've learned a lot from our, our reproductive justice partners. Um, I think one, Planned Parenthood is is not a reproductive justice organization. And I think that's why we work side by side with our partners. Um, The reproductive justice movement in particular was started by black women rooted in black feminist theory and really centers those that are most impacted. So not just black people, but people of color, indigenous folks. Um, and making sure that we have what we need to access our health care, our values, and our civil rights. And I think the thing that's so essential and important about reproductive justice is that it's built understanding, like you're saying, that there is more to health care than to be able to access services. But to ensure that, you know, if and when we choose to have children, that we're able to provide and them with a safe and healthy environment that's free from the threat of, of violence and discrimination. So I'm really glad that, that you brought up that point. So the, the way that this virus and our efforts to, you know, minimize the spread and the, the deaths as a result of COVID, it means that like dating and sex and sexuality are completely different and will probably never be the same like as they were before. And I'm curious if um, you had any insights or predictions or projections on your end, especially given the work that you do, on how intimacy, dating, sex, and sexuality is going to, the culture around it might shift as a result of this global experience that we're having. I think as someone who is navigating a relationship in the middle of a pandemic, it is, it's definitely different, right? Um, partners can have, you know, different habits for how they social distance or don't social distance. So I think we're honestly going to be relying a lot on on technology to engage and to date. I know dating apps have picked up a lot of traction over the past couple of years. So I mean, I think that trend is, is going up. <laughs> but I wouldn't 
I'm unsure of how like things are going to look um, once things go back to whatever the new normal is. I'm unsure of what the future is going to look like when it comes to dating, but I definitely think folks are going to be more cautious around engaging um, folks physically moving forward because of COVID-19. Yeah, definitely. I just, yes. uh, I recently re-downloaded Hinge because I feel like, <laughs> you know, there's not a ton of other stuff to do socially, but we can chat on the apps and we can FaceTime and we can text and we can call. And it just is so interesting that I feel like we and we is like a very, you know, who is it included in the we, the royal we, whoever, right? Whoever identifies this way. I feel like we just came off of a very, very like intense social hot streak of like, you know, hookup culture and going out and linking up with people and one night stands and all of these things. And now there's a lot of these added layers before you actually meet someone in person. And it's been super interesting to just navigate because it's even like one guy asked me if I wanted to FaceTime and I was like, honestly, I just need an audio call first. And like the FaceTime is now like the new second date. So it is very (laughs) weird. (laughs) Damn. That's interesting. I've been thinking about how I feel because of COVID and so so bear with me here while I like process this, this thought with y'all. Okay. And so I have been thinking about how COVID has also been bringing to light conversations again in different ways about consent. And so we were talking a lot or Mala and I have been talking about whenever we talk about consent, specifically in the Latinx context, we talk a lot about kissing and hugging and how children are forced to do that without their consent. And so I've been thinking about how COVID has made us reevaluate and reimagine what consent can look like because literally your health is at risk now. And so I feel like conversations are being had about consent without actually realizing we're talking about consent here because we're not giving people hugs. We're asking people if we can go over. We're asking people if they want to like even walk to the to the park together you know what I mean and so I think that I'm hopeful that this can lead to more conversations about consent and like bodily autonomy no I totally agree with that I think people's understanding of bodily autonomy has suddenly increased with COVID-19 so I think I'm hopeful as well that this will hopefully encourage more of a consent culture um, moving forward yeah, it's very interesting that it it took something super jarring like this to have us take a step back and re-examine our relationship to like personal space and other people's bodies and boundaries. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, it's overall a good thing, but like really it took this very seismic global disaster for us to think about yeah. basic consent. <laughs> so I think that it's also like in a way empowered me to be like I need you to back up, you know, because in the past I'd be like, oh, this person's kind of too close, but whatever, I'm going to leave right now. But now it's like, no, I need you to back the fuck up, please, you know. And so I think it's also given us, at least for me, it's given me a different way to use my voice in ways that I may have not thought about before. Nice. Brianna, I'm wondering, is does Planned Parenthood, are they, is Planned Parenthood giving like adjusted um, sorts of like, Uh, health guidelines and tips for like engaging in healthy sexuality given COVID-19. I've seen like, you know, New York City has put on like guidelines for sex and sexuality and COVID-19. And what is the, what's Planned Parenthood basically been saying? How has this adapted the sort of like sexual health information that gets put out there? 
So yes, people are still going to have sex in the middle of a pandemic, right? So I think one of the things that we've really been doubling down on is how people can protect themselves and have safe sex um, during the pandemic. Um, I know some um, healthcare providers have been coming out with different graphics of how to engage, um, not to, you know, engage in sexual activity if you're, you know, if you have a fever or if you've been exposed to um, COVID-19. So I think that we've been trying to empower folks to be able to engage uh, safely in sexual activity in this moment. And I know um, we have, um, so one of the things that we have too that's super exciting, it's called Sex Ed in Casa. Um, It's a site that we have um, for sex ed in Spanish um, about how folks can have, you know, conversations about safe sex um, within their communities, but also with their partners as well. That is amazing. I just like Googled it real quick. Um, That's fantastic. I'm looking at it um, and we're going to link it in our show notes because these uh, resources are really great. I love that they're in Spanish. Thanks for sharing that. I think that'll be really helpful to our listeners um, because these resources are really amazing. And I think they're going to be really helpful for our Spanish speaking listeners or folks that just want to share this information with their family members Uh, This is a really great tip. Thanks for sharing this with, thanks for sharing this with us, Brianna. Absolutely. So just to um, sort of round out and wrap up our interview, Brianna, where can folks get, I guess, the best, most relevant information about um, Planned Parenthood Health Services, especially during COVID-19? And if folks do want to contribute and help support Planned Parenthood, Planned Parenthood efforts during this time, um, how can they do that? Yes. So I'll give you a couple of resources and then some things that folks can do if they want to get involved. So um, for more information around the services that Planned Parenthood provides, you can go to PlannedParenthood.org. If you want to get active through our advocacy arm, you can go to PlannedParenthoodActionFund.org. And then two plugs for our our Twitter pages. Uh, One of our Twitter pages that's really awesome is ppblackcom. Um, And I'm happy to send you the link to that as well. And then Latinos for PP as well. And I know a lot of the questions that I've been getting in this moment um, where a lot of folks are getting politicized is like, how can we plug in? How can we support? And I think our number one way that we're asking folks to support in this moment is to support the movement for Black Lives, um, particularly following the organizer's lead um, in their respective communities. Um, And I think one thing the left is, A couple of weeks back, Planned Parenthood came out in support of defund the police, um, which really means investing in community-based solutions such as education and healthcare instead of militarizing the police. Um, So we encourage folks to really support the movement for Black Lives. And then second, um, we're encouraging, you know, it is an election year. So we do encourage folks to register to vote, um, find your polling place, uh, and really research your ballot. There are a lot of great um, sexual and reproductive health um, champions that are running this year, um, and it's really a great opportunity to to flex our political power, um, particularly in black and brown communities. Thank you so much for all of the resources and information that you shared with us today. This has been so amazing, and I know that our listeners are going to love this interview and find it really informative and helpful for them. Of course. Thank you for having me. Okay, Brianna, so for our locomotives that want to keep up with your work, maybe more personally, more intimately, where can they find you? Yes, you can find me on Instagram at Brianna Nicole 077. 
Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining us. And as always, listeners, you know that you can uh, keep up with us on Instagram. We're at locatora underscore radio. We're on Twitter at the same hand. Um, And that's all for today. So thank you, everybody. Besitos. Thank you for tuning in. Besitos. L.A. is where I was born and raised. And for years, it's where I've documented life in the city. Not the pop culture headlines, but the stories of people and communities that hardly get recognized. Not the Cowboys. Good morning. I brought L.A. wherever I traveled to around the world as a journalist. And now, I'm back home. And I said, mijo, look, look. Mira, mira. Los Cowboys, they're black Cowboys. I taught him how to do everything that he knows. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, being exercised from your home when you're a baby and then all of a sudden you're just getting released into the world. Kobe! 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 Woo! Kobe made people feel as confident as he was. I was like, how do you dress? And he's like, you know, like a casual gangster. And I was like... <laughs> I am Walter Thompson Hernandez. This show is about trying to understand what it means for me to call LA my home. From LA Studios, this is California Love. Listen wherever you get your podcast. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. 
Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.